0: Hello everyone, welcome to Star Wars The Podcast, this is David, I am all by my lonesome, Uh, no one else wanted to join me, so you get me for the next however so many minutes uh, talking about Star Wars, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast, I think maybe since the Dominic Pace episode, but I am back and I'm ready to talk some more Star Wars so this past week I really wasn't paying attention to social media as much and I was busy with my day job and James sent a text over to the group saying hey look Lando is trending and of course when that happens of course there's usually huge news something big happened and it looked like there's a rumor out there that he got his own Disney Plus series, and Donald Glover was coming back, and possibly Billy D. Williams was also going to be on board with it, and uh, he was going to continue from the point where the Rise of Skywalker left off, but it looks like, after I did a lot of research, because I was really kind of skeptical about it, um, I didn't think Disney would announce anything, which they haven't announced anything, but it kind of caught fire, it was all over social media, it was all over Twitter and um, it was weird to see Lando trending but if you remember back all the other podcasts we've done when we talked about Lando I think that Lando is a character that Lucasfilm should definitely go in depth on especially having Donald Glover portraying Lando if they had someone else portraying Lando uh, maybe I wouldn't be as excited but Donald Glover is a super talented dude He's smart. I think he gets the character from the like eight minutes we got of him in Solo. He did a tremendous job, um, especially talking to uh, talking to the computer there about the uh, Calrissian Chronicles, and that's a perfect name for a Disney Plus series. But like I said, we've spoken about this so many times on the podcast. How this is such a no-brain idea to get Donald Glover as Lando. In his own Disney Plus series. And it looks like that rumor was pretty much substantiated by some credible sources out there that have kind of put out rumors about possible other series and events. Then they've been right. So, I think we can almost take it to the bank that Lando, Donald Glover, will get his own Disney Plus series. Although it, it seemed kind of weird, the timing. But I think Donald Glover signed a while back. I'm not sure exactly when, but like I said, it's a no-brain idea. A no-brain series, I think. Um, we talked about Amongst Ourselves on the podcast, and we always talk about a red um a crimson dawn. Say red dawn, a crimson dawn series. That's kind of a no-brain option too. I mean, you bring back Amelia Clark I don't think she's got anything as far as a a TV series going or really movies. Um, I haven't looked at her IMDb or anything. But bringing her back, bringing Darth Maul back. And then you can have Lando in the mix. You can also bring back Alden Ehrenreich who did an interview with someone and they asked him about the possibility of Han showing back up in Star Wars films. And it seemed like Alden was kind of detached from any Star Wars news because he was wondering what the new Disney Plus TV show was called, which is what he was talking about was the Mandalorian TV series. But it seemed like he was totally in on reprising his role as Han. He said that, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said it was a great experience. We, he had a good time. He... Like playing the character and the whole big push for Solo Make Solo 2 Happen, I think really did catch the eye of Lucasfilm. And Lucasfilm saw how we all lobbied for Solo 2. If they give us something Solo 2 esque, it might be in the form of a Lando series. And the whole push, that whole movement for Make Solo 2 Happen may have put the Lando series over the edge as to them greenlighting it and making it, signing Donald Glover, having Alden Ehrenreich show up, having Chewie show up. I mean, it's it's just kind of a no-brain thing to do, I think, even before greenlighting a Cassian series, to me. Having the Lando series, an established character, you have the instant name recognition And then you sprinkle in a little Han, sprinkle in Chewie, sprinkle in maybe a little Jabba, sprinkle in Boba Fett. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. And of course, he talks about the Battle of Tanab, Return of the Jedi, you can explore that. And of course, everything in the novels that has been written in the novels. You can go in the past, in his present during the time of Solo, which is ten years before A New Hope, or in the future with with Billy D. Williams. Use Billy D. Williams. The thing about Star Wars for me, I think, is we have all these actors that are legacy actors from the original trilogy. Let's use them as much as possible. Of course, we want to maintain quality, but having Billy D. Williams totally wanting to play Lando, I'm pretty sure that he has no problem playing Lando. I think that's one of his, probably his most beloved character. And then you can bring in aspects of The Rise of Skywalker. You can bring Janna back into the mix. There was, I'm not sure if it was talked about as in depth from the sources that kind of dropped the whole Donald Glover getting his own Disney Plus series info, but apparently there's a story out there that Billy D. Williams would reprise his role and that whole conversation between him and Jenna would kind of play out in a, in a series and they would explore and try and find Jenna's parents and I think the rumor initially way back in the day was the fact that Jenna was probably going to be Lando's daughter and it seemed like that early on was the case but I think as production went on that whole thing kind of The whole story kind of changed, and they just reworked it to where she wasn't related to Lando. Because if you think back, all the way back to the first teaser trailer, everyone thought that Finn, when his head popped out in Abu Dhabi in a Stormtrooper suit, a lot of people immediately went to, oh, that's Lando's kid. And it's like, well, I mean, it's a big universe. I mean, you can't... Everyone can't be related to each other, so... I think they kind of felt that that was kind of the way to, to, to kind of go and try and keep that kind of new kind of standard that not everyone is related to everyone. And I, it, that was kind of surprising to me, actually, because I thought that channel was going to end up being Lando's daughter. And I think that was something that leaked early on, but it didn't play out. But I, for one, I'm totally in favor of a Lando series. And like I said, there's so many things you could incorporate. Battles, and it seems like Disney Plus is going to be the place for Star Wars live action, for kind of the future here, leading up to the first next film in the Star Wars cinematic series. I guess you could say it's really not a saga film that's gonna that's gonna be created, but. I posted. I posted the news on our Facebook group, and there was a lot of people who didn't like it. Who, which kind of shocked me. I mean, I, I think, I just think Donald Glover is like the perfect casting for Lando, perfect age, perfect casting. But a lot of people kind of mentioned the fact that, well, it's, it's an older character. They're just gonna go back to the same well, and but I mean. We don't have a lot of stuff on Lando. I mean, we have some stuff, but... It feels like we can get... We can canonize a lot of his story. And use Donald Glover. I know I keep on... Harping on the fact that we got Donald Glover. But, I mean, we got Donald Glover. He's totally game to do it. So... Hopefully... That no-brain decision happened. And something is going to incorporate Lando, and I think that's, it's, I think there's a 98% chance it's going to happen now, so going back to what I just spoke about, the next film in the Star Wars series, they've been pushed back, they were supposed to come out the t- in 2022, 2024, they're supposed to skip every other year, and there's three movies announced, but now they've been pushed back a year, so The next Star Wars film will be December 22nd, 2023. Then the middle one will be December 19th, 2025. And the last one will be December 17th, 2027. Which feels like a long ways away. But it felt like 2012 to 2015 when Disney bought Lucasfilm to the point where we got the next movie. To me, that felt like a long time. But now looking back, it was... I mean, it it feels so far back in the past now. We're five years later from 2015. And I mean, if you listen to the podcast with me talking about how 2015, I basically dedicated my whole year to Star Wars, doing research, looking up stuff, trying to figure out what was going on in the production. I mean, it was, it was insane. It was It was the once, once in a lifetime happening, happening a third time, 77, 99, and 2015. So, this, this movement from 2022 to 2023, of course, it's because of COVID-19, the whole pandemic, the status of the theaters, especially in America. I mean, there's theaters open up in other parts of the world and Unfortunately, here in America, it seems like we can't get our act together and, and kind of slow down the spread of the pandemic. But not releasing it in 2022, I know on certain parts of the Disney house, it affects other series and other, other stories that they're creating. I'm not quite sure if that's the case for Star Wars. I think it's just a case of just actors being able to work. I'm pretty sure that that's the case, because I think Obi-Wan has yet to start filming, Cassian started filming, but then they had script issues, same thing with Obi-Wan, they had a script issue, they got a new writer, so hopefully all that stuff is good, hopefully all that stuff is on track, and of course we all know from The Mandalorian, they shoot in the volume, and they use stagecraft, and it's not outside, they don't have to travel places, They do have outside sets in L.A., but they can do a lot of stuff, I think, with stagecraft and in the volume. So Lucasfilm Disney might be in a better situation than any other film production, TV production, due to the fact that they can have a scaled-down crew, they can have a more minimal crew than most productions, and once they're done with filming, people can work out of their house, because we all know that... For Mandalorian season two, everyone, once, once the pandemic hit, everyone did post from their house. So that's the added advantage we have. So the new dates, yeah, 2023, 2025, 2027. The other thing that I took away from that was, okay, they're keeping it all in December, which was the perfect move in the beginning. Once Lucasfilm was purchased by, by Disney and Having Solo in May, I think, just was just the worst idea possible. And I know you've probably heard us talk about that in in the past, but I'm glad that they're kind of reestablishing Christmas time as Star Wars time again. And in between those years, we're going to get an Avatar movie. And there was, I know we talked about it in the podcast before, but there was a point in time where, of course, Avatar wasn't owned by Disney. And James Cameron picked dates for Avatar, and some of them I think were were kind of going to go head-to-head with a Star Wars film release date, and they were going to kind of play chicken, but of course, Disney owns, Avatar owns everything 20th Century Fox, so there's no issue there, which was kind of weird because there was an Avatar ride at Disney World, so there was already an established relationship, so... There probably wasn't going to be that big of a dilemma negotiating with James Cameron. But it's been 13 years since the first Avatar film for this sequel to come out. But if you've been following his whole situation, he's been working for years now in Australia trying to get that thing going. So we're going to get alternating films in those two franchises at this point in time when the theaters are going to open, officially in America, where I live, I have no clue, Um, but we're hoping everything kind of turns out for the best, I think I told, uh, I told the group, I think I told James, it's like, man, I'm not doing anything for the rest of 2020, I'm not going out, I'm not going to go anywhere, I'm just going to try and stay safe at home, try and avoid any type of unnecessary gatherings group contact ever since it happened i've been podcasting via zoom with the, with everyone so trying to stay safe and we definitely do hope you guys out there are, are safe and washing your hands and wearing a mask and sanitizing <laughs> i know it's kind of like Probably a no-brainer if you're if you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably doing it. I mean, and if you listen to podcasts, you're probably probably doing it at this point. I mean, it's so late in the game now, but we're kind of hoping that everything everything gets back to as normal as it possibly can get. And of course, I mean, those matters are way more important, and it it's almost. It's almost like a, a weird thing to talk about the next Mandalorian season. But, I mean, this all this stuff could affect Mandalorian Season 3. Which, is, which could take a little while to come out. I know we're getting Season 2. Everyone's been asking me, hey, is Season 2 in jeopardy? No, it's not. It's going to come out as planned in the fall. And, of course, the celebration being cancelled hopefully we get a teaser trailer that day that celebration was supposed to happen we haven't seen any images of course we can't get any leaked images because they shoot it all inside of an enclosed room which is the volume and if you've watched gallery you've seen how they how they film it and it's it's an incredible thing and those some of those gallery episodes i mean they're just incredible they're the behind the scenes that I've always wanted to get from Star Wars. I want to get those type of behind the scenes from the movies, from the original trilogy. It feels like they've held so much back. Because even in the Rise of Skywalker special um, special features or special feature, that big long documentary they did. They showed footage I had never seen before from the original trilogy from them shooting out there in the desert for Return of the Jedi. I had no idea. And then, of course, with Gareth Edwards, he, he found those roles of, of film for the pilots in the uh, end, uh, battle sequence in space uh, with the X-Wing pilots and the Y-Wing pilots, and he reused that. And that was just so clever and, and such a great thing that, that happened there with using old footage. Stuff like that I just love about Star Wars. That they can actually do that. Pull that out. And actually weave that into the story. So. Hoping that we get something Mandalorian Season 2-esque. Somewhere in August. So. I haven't heard anything. But I think we're going to get something. Yeah. So. Hoping that happens. So. Going back to... A Rogue One here. I know we all know that there's a Cassian series that's going to happen. And I'm super excited for that. Diego Luna is such a huge fan of Star Wars. And I think it, it was one of his dreams to be in a Star Wars film. And of course, when they offer him the role of Cassian again in the series, he probably jumped on that as fast as possible. And of course, Alan Tudyk is going to appear. And I think we know that um, Mon Motham is going to appear. And I think just recently, I don't think it's really been talked about in a whole lot of places, but it appears that, from reliable sources, the Grand Moff Tarkin is going to appear in the Cassian series. So, if you've listened to me talk about Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, you've heard me tell that incredible story about Guy Henry, the actor that played Grand Moff Tarkin, where he wore the dots on his face, he wore the camera rig on his head, and... It's an incredible story. I'll tell again here because it's so incredible to me. And I I just love it. So Guy Henry, you've seen him like in Harry Potter. And he's done other stuff, I think, for the BBC. He used to practice at home a a Peter Cushing impression in front of the mirror. Peter Cushing was like his favorite actor. So he perfected his voice as a kid growing up. And then, of course, he became an actor. He became just about as tall as Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing was a tall guy. And when this role came around, he auditioned for it, and he basically said that, I have only one impression that I can do, and it's Peter Cushing. And it was just being born at the right time, right place, right situation, just the perfect storm for him to be cast as Grand Moff Tarkin. And... They used that actor's voice. Of course, they didn't use his face because we got Peter Cushing's face. But it just worked out so perfectly. And that was one of the unbelievable aspects of Rogue One. Which, of course, is considered to be, if not the best, one of the best Disney Star Wars films. And that that in battle. Uh, I can't say enough about it. I mean, I'm always hoping that they're going to do a I know they're doing a the Star Wars Squadrons video game, but I want to see a movie with just that, with the beginning, middle, and end space battle <laughs> extravaganza. I think that would be epic. But going back to Guy Henry, what he said was, I don't know if he was being kind of just playful or modest or whatever, but he had a perfect Grand Tarkin, I think most people can agree. But he said in the interview that Tony Gilroy thought he was a bit stiff and Guy Henry thought he wouldn't be back. But, I mean, Tarkin is kind of stiff. I mean, he was kind of doing an impression of Peter Cushing playing Grandma Tarkin. So, hopefully he does come back. Unless they can totally digitize him. Unless they can digitize voices, which I know is a very hard thing to do. I mean, you look at all the things that Vader's in, and they can't match up, they can't get the Vader voice perfect, so hopefully it does happen, I'd really love to see it, um, right now, Comic-Con at home is happening, of course, of every convention has been canceled, postponed, so it's, um, Comic-Con at home, Colin Trevorrow Uh, Appeared on a panel. And I haven't watched the panel, but I know that he showed a design for one of his uh, TIE fighters. And it almost looks like, if you've seen the picture, it looks like he took three TIE fighters, ripped the wings off, and connected the cockpits and stretched it out. And he actually designed it with his son. And it feels like to me, every time I see something related to what uh, Colin Trevorrow was going to do. It's just like, man, why couldn't we have got his version of the rise of Skywalker and have it all play out, have Ray Solano, have the fight, the double bladed lightsabers, uh, return to Coruscant. Um, I, I think about it a lot and I love JJ. Uh, the force awakens was a great starting off point but the more I look back on the trilogy it's almost like it's almost like Disney Star Wars for the for the sequel trilogy peaked at the force awakens I know I mean that might sound bad <laughs> to some people I know a lot of people love the last Jedi and I really haven't heard a lot of people say they love The Rise of Skywalker, but, it's just one of those things, just looking back now that we've, had about six months, to kind of look back on it, it seems like, The Force Awakens, was the peak for me, and, I thought that was gonna be, my least, loved, or least liked film, but, to be, I think, yeah, The Force Awakens, I think was the best film, the best, and, I mean, it, a lot of people do say that, yeah, they basically copied A New Hope, but to me, it was restarting, reigniting Star Wars, and to me, it didn't jump off as it was a rehash of A New Hope. People can make that argument, but, I mean, it's it's quintessential Star Wars, and It was universally loved, accepted. And hopefully, this next film in 2023, written and directed by Taika Waititi, and who's going to get help by the writer of 1917. I haven't seen 1917 yet, but of course, it won a bunch of awards. Uh, The co-writer is Christy Wilson Cairns and... The report is, is that Taika Waititi has started writing for this 2023 I'm assuming Star Wars film and it feels like I'm over here having the same hope that I had for the last Jedi when Ryan Johnson was was hired to write the film and I told myself I said this this is going to be this is going to be the greatest Star Wars movie ever And knowing Ryan Johnson's pedigree, I hadn't seen any of his films. But I knew how critically acclaimed and just lauded after he was. And I was just so super hyped for The Last Jedi. And it really kind of peaked, I think, at Celebration. I was inside the room for that panel. And we waited overnight. And of course, Ryan Johnson signed my badge at 2017 celebration in Orlando at like four o'clock in the morning. It was an awesome experience. And yeah, I've told the story before, but I was so close not to going. But I thought, I mean, it's it I mean, I was there already. Um, me and my buddy Carl, we had driven all the way from Texas to Orlando. We drove straight there. And I didn't drive at all. Luckily, he was in his car. I don't think he wanted me to drive at all. He drove the whole way. We got to the hotel about three hours, two hours before we were allowed to check in. And we basically just collapsed in the lobby and fell asleep. And I think it was the sleepiest I've ever been. I tried taking naps in the car, but it's like, uh, going to sleep in a car with someone else driving. It's just hard for me to do because it's like one of those things. What if I don't wake up? (laughs) We get into a wreck on the road or something happens. I get jerked around or I don't know. Um, So, yeah, I mean, once we got into that panel and once we saw that trailer and the sound mixing was just incredible because once we got done with the trailer, we immediately everyone in our group, we went outside. Colin was there. That's where I met Colin. And Colin was like, did you hear Yoda? I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, I did not hear Yoda. And then our buddy Mike was like, did you hear the Bendu? I was like, the Bendu, what? I didn't hear any of that stuff. I think I heard a couple of the characters talk kind of very faintly, I I thought I heard other characters speak, but, um, it was, it was the peak of, I think, The Last Jedi, and for me personally, that was as happy as I personally got for that film, and now we're kind of, well, me personally, I think I'm in the same boat Critically acclaimed director, a director that's done fantastic work, someone who seems ultra talented, and who's going to write his very own Star Wars film. But this time it's a little different because he does not have to tie his version of a Star Wars film to anything that we've seen before. So Taika can go way out into the Unknown reaches and give us something totally different, which I think we're hoping for. We're hoping for brand new characters. I think Disney's hoping for that too for the merchandising. But aside from that, we want characters, legendary characters like Chewbacca and Han. And I personally think Taika is actually more talented than Ryan Johnson. I haven't seen a lot of Ryan Johnson stuff, but I think watching what he did with Thor and Thor Ragnarok and just the simple fact that he's, he's won an Academy Award. I mean, he, I think he just gets movie making. I think he gets why people go to the cinema. I want to say a little more so than Ryan Johnson. I don't know, but I I'm I'm not gonna get fooled again. I'm not gonna get my my hopes so high up that it's just gonna be an impossible impossible movie to to provide to me. To I just I'm not gonna do it. Although I say it now, by the time 2023 gets here and we're all kind of at the movie theater, I think I'm gonna be super hyped up, and of course I'm gonna try and follow. Everything from the production, from the leaked images, to everything, just like I have before. I mean, why stop now, right? I did it for The Phantom Menace. I wasn't alive in 1977, and of course, not a lot of people knew anything about Star Wars. But 1999, of course, the early 2000s with Attack the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, and then with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, I mean, I'm going to be on top of it. I think I'm pretty much the film guy on the podcast. Whereas I think Colin and Matt are kind of the animation um, Clone Wars stuff. And of course the Bad Batch is coming out. So I think they'll be all on top of that. But for me, I'm really hoping that Taika does a great job here. And it feels like he is. He's got... Love and Thunder, which is the next Thor film to shoot, and it seems like a huge undertaking to do that and do this but and of course he played IG-11, he was the voice of IG-11 and he directed um, I believe he directed the last episode of The Mandalorian I think that was him Uh, my memory's getting bad, but I think he's He's a talent that's been recognized by Jon Favreau, by Lucasfilm, and he might very well be one of the guys. He actually did a kind of like a humorous, like behind the scenes thing. I forgot for what he did it for, but you can find it on YouTube. And he talks about how his parents were disappointed in him, and he. <laughs> Which is so ironic now. He told his parents, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I, 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 I I'm not like J.J. Abrams. Or I wasn't J.J. J. Abrams. And now, I mean, he basically is because he's doing a Star Wars thing. And even more so because J.J. is gone. He's not going to do any, any more Star Wars things. Any more Star Wars stuff. And now it's Tyka's turn. And I want to say if that movie's great, if it's just spectacular, they need to give him the next two movies for 2025 and 2027 i hope there's a plan in place i hope that favro and Filoni are steering the ship and, and those are just my hopes my dreams we've i think i think they've learned from the sequel trilogy where they didn't have an entire Plan, cohesive plan, and see it through with one director, which, oh man, there's so many possibilities. I know I talked about how the Colin Trevorrow possibility of the last film fell through, and it's like, now we're kind of just like, wow, we wish we could have got it at this point. But, and of course by 2023, I believe... I know a lot of people, I think you see a lot of videos and a lot of comments about Kathleen Kennedy and hoping that she leaves Lucasfilm, which she might retire, I think, in 2021 or 2022. I think that's when her contract is up. So she might actually leave Lucasfilm at that point in time. And of course, she's one of the greatest producers of all time. And you might get Favreau stepping in I think the issue with a lot of these people that are hired like Ryan Johnson like J.J. they have a lot of other stuff going on I think if we find talented people who only concentrate on Star Wars we're just going to get better Star Wars products and especially the films and the TV shows because I'm all about that so and we all know Dave Filoni that's Star Wars is all he does, I'm pretty sure, I don't think he does anything outside of Star Wars, which is great, the more Dave Filoni talks, the more I'm impressed, the more I want him closer and closer to what we all love here, so, 23, 25, 27, and I know I joke, we, in in the group chat, we kind of joked about how old he would be I think in 2027 by that time I'll be 47 years old I'll almost be 50 when that movie comes out that's how far it seems away but of course I think when that day comes I'm going to think about this podcast and just say time went by super quick and it's just like 2012 2015 is so far back in the rearview mirror now, and this, in the, the saga, the sequel trilogy is done, so, thank you for listening, I think that's, uh, gonna be the podcast for this go around, of course, um, go to Apple Podcasts, type out a review, give us a five star rating, that helps us out tremendously, that gets us move more towards the top, and it just helps out the podcast. Um, of course, we have our Patreon. I know a lot of you are members. I think about f- something around. You can see it on the public page, I believe, how many Patreon members we have. But thank you so much. I know we're trying to figure out um, different tiers and different things to get to everyone that um, is a Patreon member. I plan to do more podcasts here in the future. And just thank you so much for for being a member, listening to us. Um, it means the world to us. Of course, we have a TikTok account. Uh, you can always find us there. You can find us on Twitter at StuffPod. Uh, Instagram, uh, we recently changed our screen name to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, no more underscore. Uh, Facebook, of course, we have a Facebook page. We have a group. Uh, you can always post memes or theories or just thoughts of Star Wars. Um, I'm usually there commenting. James is there. Also, you can email us. If anything, email us at StarWarsStuffPodcast at gmail.com. It's such a great thing. Doing this podcast, it's it's one of the most kind of worthwhile reasons for us to have this podcast is to hear specifically from you the listener telling us what your experiences have been what star wars star warsy thing that you do what you have been doing what you're doing while you listen to the podcast it's always awesome to read those emails from you guys from all over the world and being able to listen with your families. It's for me personally, it's that's probably one of the best things about having the podcast. So, email us anytime, anywhere, podcast at gmail.com. So, thank you everyone for listening. Next week should probably be either Scarif or Hoth, um, those teams. I do know that, that Colin and Brooke are kind of busy right now like to say congratulations on the podcast to those two people. I know Colin. I was kind of scared that... uh, (laughs) I think he kind of hinted at what was going to happen. And I was like... Man, he just told me that. (laughs) I don't want to blow it. (laughs) Because, of course, we chat with each other and Brooke is there. I was just like, don't blow it, don't blow it. (laughs) That's just me being paranoid, but... I just want to say congratulations to Brooke and Colin. Of course, you can see their whole story on the Facebook group. I know we've shared it a couple times on there. But, uh, yeah, he had a Star Wars proposal. That was uh, pretty rad on his part and uh, pretty rad that uh, Brooke loved it. And uh, it made the news. So check out our Facebook group, our page. And, um, like I said, thank you for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you.